So in our practice, uh, in the insight meditation tradition, the Theravada tradition of Buddhism, uh, we make an effort to follow uh, the Buddha's path, the way the Buddha laid out the path uh, when he taught. The Buddha's path is just that. It's a path. So this is important to, uh, to remember. Uh, the path has a goal. The path is a path that leads somewhere. It leads to a goal. So uh, it's important to understand uh, this concept of path and goal. Path and goal. Uh, one of the misconceptions that uh, people have or ideas that tend to be put forth that really aren't in line with what the Buddha taught uh, is that we shouldn't have a goal. Uh, that uh, don't have any goals, just just be, just be present. Uh, which to me is a goal anyway, but uh, this idea that we shouldn't think about having a goal uh, and that we shouldn't have goals. Which is a notion that uh, doesn't really prove effective because it's at odds with the truth of the heart. Uh, in the heart, there's a wish to be happy. You know, there's a wish to be happy, this quality of loving kindness in the heart, metta. Uh, we all have this wish to be happy, this goal, if you will, to be happy of heart, this wish to be free, this wish to have the happiness inside, uh, this wish to know uh, the Dharma inside and to live from there. And it's actually our effort in support of this wish, this goal, that gives our lives meaning. So being on a path and having a goal is what gives life meaning. Now, we may have goals uh, in practicing the Dharma uh, that aren't, or in practicing, I should say, that aren't in concert with the Dharma, that aren't aligned uh, with what the Buddha taught, uh, which really what that means is they're not aligned with the heart. You know, the Buddha didn't make up these goals, the goal of true happiness, the goal uh, uh, of uh, the happiness of heart. Uh, he understood, through understanding the heart, that this was a basic human wish, uh, that the human heart has this wish, this goal to be happy. So it's not like something he made up. Uh, it's the truth. It's one of the ways that uh, the Dhamma, the word Dhamma, is translated as truth. This is the truth. We all have this, this wish to be happy, this, this deep goal, if you will. We may have different beings, people who uh, practice meditation, may have goals that aren't uh, aligned with the Dhamma, uh, with the truth of the heart. So, uh, which doesn't mean that they're not worthwhile goals. If we think of the goal of less stress, uh, you know, using meditation for stress reduction. Uh, you know, of course, one of the 
problems with that is that, uh, you know, if you're following a certain path and your goals aren't in line with that path, uh, you know, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be difficult to uh, do what you're trying to do as effectively as you might want to try to do it. So, uh, which doesn't mean that, you know, using some of the Buddhist technique, techniques to follow to develop stress reduction aren't useful, uh, but how useful they are, well, in the long run, you'll have to see that for yourself. These are things that we have to see for ourselves. Uh, you know, for myself, maybe I started with some of those kinds of goals, being a very anxious and stressed out person. Uh, I might have thought of those as being goals, but, you know, it, it, I pretty quickly realized that, or maybe not so quickly, but eventually realized that uh, uh, the path was leading somewhere else and that, uh, uh, A, I could do a lot better than just stress reduction, and B, I needed to do a lot better. I needed to do a lot better to have a good life, to have a good life, to be happy. Less stress is not uh, correlative with less happy, uh, more happiness from my experience necessarily or marginally only. Uh, so, you know, this goal of less stress is, again, not in harmony with uh, what the Buddha taught with the path. It's not really in harmony with the deep wish of the heart. The deep wish of the heart isn't for less stress. It's for happiness. It's for happiness. In a meditation practice, and this is what I was kind of perhaps stumblingly trying to exp express, uh, you know, our capacity to develop ease, calm, concentration, the ability to uh, stay on the breath, uh, isn't supported to a very large degree by the simple wish for less stress, which means that uh, it's going to be really hard to stay with the breath if your motivation is simply less stress. It's not going to be enough motivation, you know? It's not going to be enough motivation. So it's really hard through meditation practice, uh, certainly the way the Buddha teaches it, to uh, to, to develop calmness by keeping the attention on the breath if your motivation is only less stress. There's going to be too many other things that are going to pull you away, you know? You need a much stronger motivation than that to really stay with the breath in any appreciable way. It's, and I've talked about this uh, a little bit, uh, in this group over the last months, uh, because there's this, this idea that's become fairly prominent that the goal of Dharma practice should be equanimity, which of course is not the goal. 
Equanimity is a function of the path. It's a function of concentration, the path of concentration. Uh, again, in order to be able to develop equanimity uh, in concentration practice, the goal of simply wanting equanimity isn't going to be strong enough. Uh, it's not a strong enough resolve to, to keep us on the breath to the extent that we need to stay on the breath in order to develop equanimity, which is a fairly advanced uh, concentration state. You know? So, you know, equanimity is this quality of non-reactivity or steadiness of mind, you know? And to have that is not a strong enough motivation to stay to the breath to stay on the breath to the degree that which you need to stay on the breath in order to develop equanimity. In order to be able to stay with the breath, to stay in the body, to stay in the present moment, uh, to the degree that you need to to develop strong states of concentration, you need a much stronger motivation, which is true happiness, happiness of heart. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, I may be talking in terms that may seem uh, uh, complicated, complex, but it's sort of like, you know, I'm going to sit here in meditation for an hour because I want a mind that's not less reactive. Eh, big deal. You know, I'd rather do a million other things, you know. Now I'm going to sit here in meditation for an hour because I want true happiness and happiness of heart. I want to experience the goodness within. Well, that's that's a motivation that may keep me on the breath a little for a little while. So often, what my experience is is that uh, in teaching, and certainly in my own experience, that we, we we tend to be unclear about what our goals are, and of course we we get mixed messages. We get mixed messages. So our sense of what our goal is may be vague. Uh, and, and part of the reason for that is because of the mixed messages and because perhaps teachers don't encourage us to have goals. Uh, but ultimately, it comes to us. Uh, we need to make an effort, effort to establish a clear goal. So our process as a Dharma student in being on the path is a process of getting clear about our goal. And it is a process. It's a process. It becomes more clear because I can use terms like true happiness or the happiness within, you know. What that actually means, you know, is not something that we really understand, you know, until we set a goal to begin to reach it and start to know it. You know, that's where the rub is, right? You know, so there has to be a little bit of conviction, you know, prior to, uh, uh, prior to actually really knowing. Although I would submit to you that we've all known to some extent what true happiness is. You know? You know, so try to remember that. That's why when we're doing metta, sometimes having that image of yourself as a child is a moment when you knew true happiness. See, that's the truth of the heart. The heart wants that. That's the heart's deepest wish. Oh, yeah, when I was nine years old and I was just riding down the bike, down the street on my bike on that beautiful summer morning, you know, and I just experienced the bliss of 
of life and happiness and the goodness within. Oh yeah, I want that. I remember that. You know, I know that. So uh, the goal becomes more clear as we go along. And as it becomes more clear, because we've begun to experience it to the extent that we've begun to experience, our resolve becomes stronger. Our resolve becomes stronger. So the more inclined we are to the goal, the more we know the goal, the more our resolve develops. And that's how the path grows. So I've said this many times, but what I look for in my own practice is, is my understanding of the goal developing? Uh, and that understanding in large part is a function of knowing the goal. And is my resolve in turn developing? Is my resolve developing? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, over 30 years, you know, and my resolve to practice has progressively strengthened. You know, I mean, sometimes there's two steps forward and one step back, but, you know, my, my resolve now is stronger than it was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, continues to develop. The understanding of the goal, which ultimately we develop by experiencing the goal, uh, leads to the strengthening of resolve. But you have to start with establishing goals. You have to start with establishing your goal. So we have to start to become more clear. Now, the path, uh, you know, the Buddha that the Buddha laid out, he said had a goal. Uh, the goal of true happiness, nibbana, the Dhamma inside. Uh, you know, he wanted to find a happiness that was greater than the happiness that he knew living in the material world. Uh, he didn't know if he would, but he did. He found this happiness inside, this happiness of heart. Uh, so as, and then he taught his Dharma, his Dharma. So as Dharma students, following the Dharma, we follow a path, we follow the Buddha's lead, uh, we follow this path that leads to this goal. So it's kind of what I said before, you know, it's like if you're on this path that leads to a goal, but that's not your goal, being on the path starts to make less and less sense to us. So the Buddha really set the goal. He set the goal. Uh, he gave this teaching, uh, the first teaching he gave, you know, after he became awakened. You know, he said, he set the wheel of the Dharma in motion. That was his first Dharma talk. He laid out the goal. There is a true happiness, this happiness of heart, this goodness inside, this Dharma within. The practice of the Dharma leads to the Dharma within. You know, when the, when the Buddha became enlightened, you know, and he set off and he said, I'm going to teach what I found. I'm going to teach, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, that I've, you know, that this, 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 uh, that I've, that I've found this true happiness. And he set off on the path and he came across a wandering, uh, Brahmin, uh, and the guy looked at him and he said, wow, you know, you look, looks like you've got to, you've got, you found something here. And the Buddha said, I am fully enlightened. I have, I have attained the unexcelled enlightenment. There is a true happiness that's unparalleled. And the guy looked at the Buddha and said, 
I'm out of here. This guy's this guy's a nut, you know. Basically, I'm you know I'm I'm embellishing the story, but basically the guy said I'm out of here. And the Buddha the Buddha was a quick study, quick study. He said, you know what? I need to be a little bit more tactful in my teaching style, you know. I need to be a little bit more tactful. So then he came across his former mates, uh, uh, you know, that he had practiced ascetic uh, practices with, and 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 he said, look, you know, the heart's blocked. You know, we've all got these hearts that are blocked. You know, if we can let go of what's blocking the heart, we'll know a happiness inside. We'll know a happiness inside. And there is this beautiful happiness inside. And there's a path that will lead us to that. You know, and right, one, there, right then and there, one of, the, one of the, the monks attained awakening, the first level of awakening at least. You know, so... Uh, you know, this is what the Buddha taught. You know, he found a good way to teach it, which was the Four Noble Truths. These truths that are aligned with that which is noble, awakening, the goodness within. There is a true happiness. We're blocked from it. But it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. It's like, I know you're blocked from it. You know, I know you're blocked from it, but you can be free. You can free the heart. Your unhappiness is not fixed. You don't have to be unhappy. You don't have to be unhappy. This is my message. We can unblock the heart. You can know the happiness of heart and you can live from there. And this is our call. This is our call. To unblock the heart and know the goodness inside. The goal is the goodness inside. The Dhamma inside. So the way to the goal is the path. So the Buddha laid out the goal, and then he explained the path. He set the wheel of the Dharma, Dharma in motion, the Noble Eightfold Path. It's a noble path because it leads to true happiness. It leads to true happiness. It begins with right understanding. The path begins with right understanding. There is a true happiness, the happiness of the heart the happiness of love and compassion and wisdom and generosity and kindness, the happiness that we find in the goodness within. We can know this true happiness if we take action in the service of knowing it. The second element is right resolve. I'm going to make an effort to reach that goal. I'm going to know true happiness, this goodness within. The next part of the path is taking right action, taking skillful action, beginning with generosity, practicing non-harming, uh, practicing in accord with uh, 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 the qualities of the heart in terms of setting intention uh, that's informed by compassion and loving kindness and taking action that's informed by compassion and loving kindness. As we begin, little by slowly, to take skillful action, we begin to connect to the heart. Now, this is why the Buddha has us practice generosity right from the beginning, because he wants you to know the goal. wants you to know the goal. This is why he, practice, he has you practice virtue and refrain from killing and stealing and illicit sex and, and lying and taking intoxicants, because he wants you to begin to start to know the goal, to know the goodness within, to know this capacity that you have within, 
to know this happiness of heart, to know the quality of true happiness. So our understanding of the Dhamma within begins to develop what it is. And then we become more resolved. Oh, you know, ah, this is here. This is in the heart. I didn't know. I'm starting to, to see this now. I was all caught up in greed and causing harm and acting out of aversion and desire. Now I'm beginning to act in being generous and practicing skillful action out of love and compassion. There is this goodness in the heart. There is this quality within, this happiness within. It's the greatest happiness that I know, that I've ever felt. And then there's the meditation part of the path, the concentration elements. So uh, we develop, you know, concentration. You know, we develop concentration. Uh, these qualities of jhana that bring us into the body, into the body, uh, and closer to the heart, and closer to the heart. So the more we come into the body, the closer we get to the heart the more our concentration develops, we become in closer and closer into the heart. We're in better and better position to know the goal, to know the goal. The concentration, the equanimity, the pleasure, uh, the ease is not the goal. It's not the goal. The goal it's fabricated. The body is fabricated. The breath is a fabrication. Those qualities of ease and pleasure and equanimity are fabrications. They're not the goal. They're not the goal, but they put us in position to know the goal. As I've already said, what keeps us on the breath and what keeps us in the body and in the present moment and what keeps us uh, in this process of making effort, you know, what keeps you on your meditation cushion, which, you know, gets you, you know, to Powell House in April is knowing the goal, wanting to know the goal. You know, it's this wish to know the goal, to achieve the goal. You know, that transcends entropy. You know, something I've been talking to a few students about lately, working with some people who are pretty advanced students. I was working with a guy the other day, um, and, you know, he was saying that, you know, he gets into, you know, and done lots and lots of deep practice, but, you know, gets into the meditation and, or the retreat or, you know, and, and, you know, and, and he just starts to fade a little bit, right? You ever have that? You know, you're meditating for a half hour, 45 minutes, and, 20 minutes or so, half hour in, it's like, uh, I'm just kind of fading, you know? It's kind of like entropy. You know, you sort of just lose the juice, right? You know, you gotta, you gotta rejuice, you gotta juice up, you know? You know, what keeps us, you know, on task is the goal, is the goal. I'm headed somewhere, there's true happiness. You know, ultimately, you know, and again, we're talking about developing strong concentration, liberating concentration, but ultimately what's going to enable you to develop strong concentration is, is having that goal of true happiness. 
Of course, as we develop concentration, we, that leads to insight, to understanding what we're doing that's blocking us from the heart uh, and what we need to do to let go of what's blocking the heart. Uh, that comes from equanimity, comes from concentration. So as we develop concentration, insight will develop and we get closer to the heart and closer to the goodness within, closer to the goal. This path leads us to the goal, but the path is not the goal, right? So this is one of the big misconceptions. Uh, you hear this a lot. The path is the goal. The path is the goal. I think I used to give Dharma talks. I could probably, I probably should, I got to check and see if they're online. I, I need to take them down. You know, the classic Dharma talk. I think it was, you know, like, these are Dharma talks you should give. The path is the goal. The path is not the goal. The path is joyful. The path is joyful because it's a noble path and because it leads to a goal. The path is joyful because we follow that path in the service of knowing the goal. So there's a joy that we know when we're on the path, but the path in and of itself is not the goal. Now, the path is nonlinear. The path is nonlinear, which means that we begin to know the goal gradually as we move along the path. If the path was linear, you would have to, you know, be fully developed in concentration, you know, ability, you know, your, your virtue would have to be perfect, your, you know, you would have to have developed those elements of the path in full before you could know the goal, but that's not the way it is. You know, as you move along the path and as you develop the elements of the path, beginning with that quality of of conviction in the goal and the resolve to follow the goal, as you begin to take skillful action, as you begin to develop concentration, then little by slowly, you start to touch into the goal. You start to know the happiness inside, the goodness within. So as you follow the path, you begin to have intimations of the goal. You begin to experience those moments of true happiness. You begin to know the goodness within the Dhamma within. And that's what keeps us going, right? That's what keeps us going. You know, that's why I'm giving this talk, because that's what's going to keep you going. That's what's going to keep you going. Yeah? And I want you to keep going. I want you to keep going. The more you keep going, the more you'll keep going, the more you'll know the goal. But you have to turn to the goal and know the goal experience that happiness, that goodness within. So we have to be looking toward the goal, right? You have to be looking towards the goal. So you're on the path, but you're recognizing the goal. You're recognizing true happiness when it appears inside, inside you. You're recognizing the goodness within. So you have to be looking toward the goal. You have to have that goal, and then you have to be looking toward it. Otherwise, you're not going to know it. You're not going to know it. Now, we tend to be, one of the things that prevents us from not knowing it and not looking toward it is we have doubt, right? Ah, oh, there's no such thing. You know, there's no such thing. Or it's not for me. I can't do it. Well, that blocks you off. Now, now you have no chance. Right? That's why the Buddha said that's the most dangerous hindrance. Doubt. 
Because if you have doubt, you're never going to look. You know? The antithesis of doubt is, well, maybe there is a true happiness, you know? The Buddha experienced it. Thousands and beings for, you know, the last 2,600 years have experienced it. You know, maybe I've experienced it too. You know what? Maybe I should look and see. Maybe I should start to look and see. Maybe I should start to look. So we're not looking toward the goal. We have to learn to look toward the goal, right? You know, it's that, that idea of looking in the right places. Looking in the right places. We're trying to make things, you know, create enough light, brightness of mind, so that we can begin to discern the goal, to we begin to discern the happiness inside. So asking questions is, is, you know, really, really important. You know, what is the goal? What is the goodness within? Can I know it? Can I know it now? Is there a light within? Is there a light within? And we just keep asking, we keep asking, we keep asking. We keep inclining to the light within, the Dhamma within, the goodness within. So there's an element of faith, conviction, a wild optimism, if you will. A wild optimism. What have you got to lose? And that's why the Thai teachers always say, what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? You know, I I, we just keep asking. We keep looking. Is there a light within? Is there a light within? It seems dark. It seems dark. But we keep looking. We keep looking. We keep developing the path, the conditions that enable us to know the light within. And this is something that we have to do today. We have to start today. You know, we have to do every day, to set a goal every day, to know the light within. You know, this should be our goal every day. This is the most important goal that you have in this life. Every day, I'm going to know the light within today. Some days you might not know it, but little by slowly, you'll know it more and more if we set this goal for ourselves, if we begin to look in the right places. <laughs>